This series has a huge place in my heart. As an active woman, it really weighed heavily on me as to whether I'd ever be or feel strong again. Listening to all the stories and overwhelming information and crap media about how babies ruin your body, needing all the rehab, the stress of will I ever get back to what my body looks like again, what my strength is again. I felt the pressure being in the fitness industry to look a certain way, to carry well, to not gain more than I should. The world can be can very easily bury you in stressful, triggering bullshit about your body during and after pregnancy. I was determined to be a voice that silenced all that noise. In my first trimester with both my pregnancies, I lived off grilled cheese, jube jubes for whatever reason, and bread. And whatever I could dip in ketchup. <laughs> I don't know why. During that first trimester, I was also riddled with guilt and consuming feelings about how I wasn't being healthy, you know, as a deterrent on the baby. And I also was barely exercising. I was exhausted. I was always vertical on the couch. In my second pregnancy, I was super nauseous. Their movement was not happening for me. I was exhausted. I also had a like 15 month old running around. And I always felt like I needed to do more. Like I wasn't living up to the expectation that I put, that I gave to myself, that I wasn't active enough. I wasn't eating the right way. And I was just constantly being pulled back and forth between listening to my body and living through what I thought was my version of a healthy pregnancy, quote unquote. And what what I thought was I needed to follow more of my own advice. Quickly, I realized I was playing into it again, letting the world determine how I should feel. As the trimesters moved on, the thought shifted and changed, but always remained. This is what I know. The body is amazing, intentionally sending you signals all the time to tell you what it needs. Low energy, you need rest. Literally everything about birth, the physiological birth is the body utilizing its communication signals in its finest. And I wanted to provide a series of classes and programs that support all of these beautiful transitions in life. I work a lot with women, almost solely with women, commonly young women end up wanting to have babies and then afterwards wanting to get back into something they love, whether it's strength training or some form of movement. And I want to provide the information that you need to thrive and feel confident about movement and what's happening with your ever-changing body as you explore different types of movement, but also as you move through discovering who you're going to be as a, as a young mother. You have to download a bunch of new information 
becoming pregnant. You are literally learning a new subject you never prepared for. And then moving into postpartum, it's the exact same thing. You have to learn something completely new to you. Every single mother starts off not knowing anything and quickly having to learn a lot about this little person you have to now take care of. And then also learn a lot about who you are now and who you are becoming. And that's a big transition. And I wanted to create, and I want to, but I wanted to, when I was thinking about this, create programs that help support you with my specific modality in my training is personal training, is strength, is movement, but also to try to create community of women, of circles, of healing, of chatting, conversation, because I think it's so important that we get to bring what is as much as I can help with, bring a village back into motherhood. Now, physically during pregnancy, commonly anyway, after your first trimester, you start to feel more energized and motivated to move your body. I think usually between that week 14 and 20, depending on how your pregnancy is going. And that is about the time where people try to maybe start tackling what they were doing pre-pregnancy if they were working out or moving their body at all. And sometimes it goes great and it feels okay. And then sometimes you're like, this feels so strange. Everything feels new. Every twist and turn, I don't recognize. And all these movements that felt right in my body, that felt good in my body, feel different. And then you start to question like, is this safe? Is this benefiting me as a pregnant human? Do I feel confident in this movement? Do I feel like I'm challenging my body in the right way or is it too much or not enough? And then again, this is another subject where there's a million different resources out there and you can find a plan, quote unquote, for every trimester, anywhere you want. You can literally Google anything. The world has the internet at its fingertips. But are you comfortable with that? diving into that. And every care provider has a different outlook on exercise. The doctor I was seeing before I ended up going with midwives for my pregnancy looked at me and told me that I need to make sure my heart rate doesn't go over 110 beats per minute. And I needed to just, instead of doing, you know, jumping jacks with my clients, you should just not. Literally the advice she gave me when I told her I'm a personal trainer, I'm running online classes right now. Like this was back in um, 2020 with my first pregnancy. I was like, I am literally teaching nine classes a week online and I'm moving with all of them. What's your advice? I didn't know a lot about pregnancy and movement back then. And that was literally her general advice to me. And I am still floored because it's, that is such an old school way of looking at movement and pregnancy. There are so many great resources. And finally in 2021, we're able to get all of the written resources that can back up how amazing movement exercise, specifically strength training, just because I get, I think it gets a lot of flack for being too intense, but the benefits on the pregnant body and on the baby were amazing. And not to mention like you're preparing for birth and birth itself is a marathon that you cannot completely prepare for 
So we do what we can. So I wanted my programs to help take women that I was working with from my everyday strength classes. So the weighted strength, the ones we run every day, all the time, coming, going from there with, and you know, in those classes, you'll find a variety of ages and fitness levels and different, you know, people who actually are just new to strength training and maybe prefer other modalities of movement other times. But I wanted to take these women when they, you know, find out they're pregnant and then they disappear for six weeks and we're like, where'd they go? (laughs) And then they come back and they usually bring a ton of questions and I get a lot, I feel honored because I get a lot of DMs when people find out they're pregnant and are moving and they just want, you know, me to know, but they also want me to, you know, give them advice on what they can continue to do. And usually I say for the first trimester, I feel like movement's kind of sometimes off the table and it should be okay. And you should feel good about that. It's okay that you're not exercising, doing anything other than what your body needs, especially in that first trimester. Because if you're super exhausted and puking and all of those lovely things that can come bundled in a first trimester, you don't have the energy. Your body's not really giving you much space. So something super low impact, yoga, like even Pilates might even be too much, but like a restorative yoga or like a, some sort of practice that's going to keep you maybe just on one plane of movement, maybe just on the floor. <laughs> something like that is always a great way to start if you're feeling super just like lethargic and groggy and nauseous during that first trimester. So I wanted to have something in place for when they come back and they're like, you know, we're approaching 20 weeks. Everything starts to feel weird. Twisting starts to get a little funky. Sometimes squats start to feel a little bit weird depending on like if your hips are starting to physically adjust. Your favorite way to squat might not feel great. So that is kind of introducing my like prenatal strength classes. I did them as a series, which means that you can buy four classes at a time because when you come in, I kind of throw a bunch of information at you. And a lot of it includes what does it mean to be to move safe and effectively as a pregnant human? What to look for in terms of doming and co- doming and combing? Oh my goodness, doming and coning. How to hug the baby, brace your core and prepare for movement as a pregnant person. And then I also start talking about um, mobility and why it's important that we start with a lot of mobility work in the beginning of class. And then we add in like a core and pelvic floor connection piece. So you can start to feel that pelvic floor move. And sometimes you don't, and that's okay, but just move through those movements. And then we usually move into like a strength circuit, actually, using a lot of the movements you'll find in like a weighted strength class or um outside of there, like an everyday strength movement, like squats and some presses and big pushes and all those big things are incorporated. Sometimes they're tweaked so that they benefit the pregnant body, but a lot of the times it's an everyday thing. And then we come back to the mat and we usually add in like stability movements, whether it's specific core movements or like engaging the glutes. Then they tried to wind down with like some prenatal restorative poses because they just feel so juicy and so nourishing for the body. And that way it also helps bring your heart rate down and it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the evening at the end of the class. So I wanted something like that to be available to help be educational, but also be an actual class so they can 
added into the routine. I have, you know, a few of the mamas who just came once a week and they were moving and they were at their own gym every other day. And then they'd come and they, they'd learn a little bit. We always have some sort of topic or something I cover, whether it's like postural or we're talking about, sometimes we're talking about like breastfeeding um, and, you know, some of the local, like where to buy maternity clothes, all of these little topics come up because you're going to have a bunch of beautifully pregnant women in the same room. And it's really rare to get that. They have a lot of mom and baby groups, but I don't find that there's a lot of bump groups or support groups, because again, you're like taking in all this new information. So everyone's coming in and they're like swapping ideas and things that they found. And it's right. A lovely, just a lovely community feel. And then after that prenatal strength, you know, that week 20 to probably about week 32, I have had women, I think all of the mamas I've worked with have come up until basically they've given birth, but I've added in like this, this push prep idea, this push prep course. And what that means is you, you really can't prepare for labor, but there are a lot of things that you can do, you know, after week 30, 31, 32, leading up into birth that you can practice because in the moment during birth, the last thing you want to think about is what is this particular movement I did in class? Like you are just strictly on pain management and dealing with things as it comes. So if you can practice some of these movements that I give you, hopefully it's muscle memory by the time you have to push. You're going to know like knees in versus knees out or what the best pushing positions are, where baby should be. And I do stick to, you know, again, my specialty, which is just that that movement exercise portion. So I give you a lot of movements that you can do in your end of your third trimester to try to prepare you for labor and birth that you can do outside of our strength classes in person. And then of course, birth comes and goes. I wish it was that easy. And then you're postpartum and you're a new mom and you have this little baby that you have to take care of and you're trying to figure out who you are as a mother. You're trying to connect back to yourself because you feel like you lost a little piece of it, but you didn't. It just looks different. And then you come back and I've started what we've called the Mama Circle. It's a flow and connection program. It's a movement-based program to help with recovery, physical recovery and mental recovery. But it's designed to take in the mamas, you know, as early as honestly, like two weeks postpartum, depending on how you're feeling. You shouldn't always want to be leaving the house at two weeks postpartum, but I would always welcome you if you wanted just to get at the house. You don't have to do any movement, but I've just done three, like including this is like three months of as many classes as you want to attend. So you can come early and you don't have to do all the things, but you can learn the swap birth stories. We talk about, again, like feeding all of the favorite products that you're using. We also talk about, again, coming back to my specialty, which is like talking about the pelvic floor, that connection piece, working on simple movements to help you reconnect with your body. And it's important it's important. It, I really think it's something that's important because a lot of us also, even if you're not striving to get back to like a strength workout, you have to actually live and survive as a moving postpartum being. What that means is you still have to pick that baby up out of the crib. You still have to get off the floor. Sometimes you have to get up from standing. You have to carry things, you know, after a couple of weeks postpartum, you have to leave the house. You should got to bring a baby with you, which means you're going to be holding this like, you know, 10 to 15 pound carrier outside of your body, you're going to have to lift and move with a stroller. So it's, it, this goes far beyond exercise. This isn't just about me preparing 
and connecting back to your body for your pelvic floor so that you can get back to strength training. This is just so you can be the most, I guess, efficient and create a foundation of strength so that you can literally just survive postpartum hood a little bit easier. So you're not putting as much pressure on your pelvic floor and you're making your recovery just that much easier. And then you add in that community aspect, being in a room full of other women going through the exact same thing as you. And you're like, yes, I, you know, my son's doing the same thing. What is that? What are you doing? What are you using? Oh, I've never heard of that before. Let me look it up. Oh, it's on Amazon. Perfect. I'm going to order it. Oh, we got it at this local shop. Perfect. I'm going to go pick one up. The, again, bringing that village back into motherhood because a lot of us don't have that. And even if you do, even if you have parents that can come and go, they're not there with you all the time. And social media is, (laughs) I don't know that that's a good thing. And it's definitely not the best thing. It can be great because you can, if you're following the right people and you're within the right communities, you can find content that's very validating. That makes you feel less alone at 2 a.m. With a crying baby, thinking that it's just you. Something must be wrong with my baby. Why doesn't my baby sleep? Why Why am I only one awake in my household? So that social media piece doesn't always a bad thing. It's kind of, it can be really reassuring. And then again, to get in front of other people going through the same thing, there is power in it. And if you haven't been able to experience that, it's okay. I didn't have that with my postpartum either. I felt very lonely, really isolating for both of my postpartums. So I'm striving to continuously create these programs that can maybe give back a little bit to the mom. There's a lot of supportive programs out there for baby. There's a ton for baby. There's not a lot for mom. So I'm trying to give my little piece and my little love back to the mama. So this mama circle is something that is like right now it's once a week, but I've tied it into my postpartum foundations program, which is what I created and used with my own recovery with my first pregnancy and it's kind of designed for that six weeks postpartum check to about 12 weeks you can literally do it at any time but it's very gentle and it works well closer to postpartum because you are just rediscovering the pelvic floor and these gentle movements help with that this program is like six weeks it's self-paced there's like an overview um that you can check off the videos that you've done. There's a program that comes with it. Like you don't even, you don't even need me to prompt it. It's all done and ready. But it's great to also do some of these things with more accountability and again, that community piece. So I've kind of bundled them together, which means every week we're going to touch base on where we are in the program. We've got like a group chat where I can drop all the videos in and I can be that a bit more of accountability There's a lot in there though. So there's tons of videos. There's bonus videos. You can make it last. You can repeat the program more than once. And yeah, I love it. And if you're, you also get like lifetime access to it. So if you're having, planning on having more children in the future, you can come back to it again. So here we are. Now you're at that like 12 week postpartum mark. You're starting to feel better. And the natural healing process has made you feel a bit more supported. You've connected back to your pelvic floor. Hopefully you're not having too much in terms of pelvic floor dysfunction or symptoms. If you are, that's okay. There's, there's other ways we can help with that too. 
But now you can go into some mom and baby strength programs. Here comes in where babies are laying on the mat and mom is doing a strength circuit. That's starting to be that movement piece that you recognize that you kind of start to feel good at. It's very humbling coming back to that though. I will warn you because it's movements you haven't done in probably a year. Like you may have done them pregnant, but you were in a different body then. And you're in a different body now. So this new body, you have to get to know. So now moving into these mom and baby programs, that's where that offers. So whether it's like an in-person strength series, which usually I do in the studio, or if it's like a stroller movement series, which is a bit more outside, a little bit more movement in terms of more cardio, kind of with the stroller piece. Also, both have very chaotic energies because you're constantly checking in on your baby. <laughs> there's some, someone always is screaming. There's always a baby that needs to be fed. Someone's trying to nap or there's a baby napping. And that's just how it is because you know what? We have to do what we have to do. And you're either going to be sleeping or crying at home or sleeping or crying with other women going through the same thing, just trying to feel good. And the response I get a lot is either it feels really, really good physically to get out there or it feels and, and it feels really, really good mentally getting out of the house, starting to get those, again, like exercise induces these natural endorphins, dopamine, okay? And then you start to feel just a little bit better, which is awesome. Again, just so easing that postpartum recovery. It's your, but being postpartum, you live in the gray area. There is no, I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to commit hard. That might be really great. And if you are able to do that and sustain it, good for you. There's, there's nothing bad about that. But if you can't sustain it, please know you're not alone. You're in the gray area, which means if you can get five workouts in a week, that's awesome. If you can get one, also awesome. One week might have four workouts and one week might have two. And then the next week, your baby goes through a sleep regression and is bringing a tooth in and you get none. But you shouldn't leave that feeling like, oh, what's the point? You know, I'm not going to carry on because... I'm not going to get anywhere with my strength if I don't stay consistent. That doesn't exist in your postpartum world because you have to get out of that. There is no such thing as perfect or perfect routine when you're postpartum. It's not, you're not allowed to think that way because it'll always end like that. So now it's like, okay, if I can get one in, awesome. If I can just keep one, great. And if I don't have one, you know what? I'll give myself a little bit of grace. I'll try again tomorrow or in a couple days or next week. It's really nice to have an accountability measure as in like a class to go to or like a coach that you're working with because then, you know, you're, you're relying on somebody else's time, which means you're a little bit more motivated to get there, but still kind of sucks if you had no sleep. If you're in a community of women though, of mamas, it feels good. You get there. Everyone's tired. <laughs> Everyone's running on little sleep and then you're, they're there to cheer you on. And if you just came to like sit on the mat, I would totally respect that. So moving through that mom and baby piece, as I'm recording this, I haven't yet transitioned mamas into the everyday, like back into strength, but that is how this back to movement cycle works. You get that mom and baby. And then as soon as you get more mama time, you can come in for that strength, that everyday strength piece, those way to strength classes, the booty and core class, the weekend classes, or that's a little bit of me time. And then it feels so good mentally like oh you you start to feel like you get a little piece of yourself back and that's not a self that exists without children this is like a new version of yourself where you get to feel like you 
but then you also get to have this little being that you're growing. You are setting such a great example for this little being that you are in charge of. You are in charge of showing this little human the world. And that part of that world is that self-care is so important. And yes, it's a buzzword, but it's not, that doesn't make it not true because your kids and your children deserve the best version of you. And that doesn't mean you need, you're allowed to be so completely self-sacrificing. It doesn't mean that you need to give up all of your things that make you light up and glow. That means that you need to find what lights you up, your passion outside of motherhood to make you a better mother so that you can be more present, so that you can show your kids like, yes, here, here's who I am. Like I am this person outside of being your mother. This is, and it's important. It's important that we don't feel like our soul is always, always just consumed in being this provider of all things, that person that everyone needs, because that's an amazing gift and such an enjoyable role when you're in it. Like I loved being loved by my children and needed by my children. But I also love feeling like I have a life outside of it. It makes me feel like I have a bigger purpose. And not everyone feels that way. That's okay. There are absolutely tons of women that feel soul purpose is within their family. And that's okay. That's amazing too. But if you don't feel that, that's also okay. And you shouldn't be shamed to try and venture outside of motherhood to maybe find a little piece of yourself. And that might not mean that you have to like find a new high demanding career. It might just mean you take up a new hobby. You try a class you've never tried before, or like maybe you used to paint years ago and you start picking up a paintbrush. Just these little things that like our soul can recognize like, oh, this is a little piece the children bring more, like having a baby brings light into your world. And I think part of us is dimmed for just a little bit, not gone, just dimmed. And that's just because we're allowing our children to shine so brightly, right? We're trying to fuel this one particular light. But eventually, they don't need fuel and they shine on their own. They're more independent, they are at daycare, they're at school. They're becoming their own human and they have to become their own human outside of your care and outside of you. You know, they have their own interests and their own opinions. They'll be their own critical being. But so what happens then? What do you do? These other lights that were inside you and just dimmed, they need to shine again. They're a part of you. But remember, they're not gone. We've just shifted priorities and that's okay so it's time to shift back find what lights you up and then when you find it let it shine and I promise you you will not regret it and you are showing your children what it means I think to live a divine purpose that's so much bigger than just motherhood although a beautiful and big hat to wear it's also, I think, good to show that we can wear many hats and still feel fulfilled. Well, I went on a little bit of a rant at the end. <laughs> a little off topic, 
but it's a passion of mine and I can't help it when passion just shines through, you know? Anyways, I appreciate you listening if you've made it this far. I hope you guys have an amazing day and I will chat with you next time.